Just a few days ago, I was having lunch with a friend of mine, and he said that when he was driving to work the other day, he was listening to the local Christian radio station, and he heard a conversation that was happening between the radio host and then also uh, with another member of one of these mainstream Christian denomination churches. And they were talking about today, this weekend, but they didn't call it Easter. Instead, they were calling it Resurrection Weekend, which of course aptly captures what happened on this weekend that we celebrate. And so I wondered, why was it that they chose to call it Resurrection Weekend? I thought maybe it's the new thing in marketing to have this catchphrase or something like that, something that's new and not something that's old. Or maybe I thought maybe it's just a rejection of the word Easter, maybe of whatever it means. And so through the power of almighty Google, I did a search. (laughs) And I wanted to find out the etymology of the word Easter and to see why exactly these people would be calling it Resurrection Weekend and not Easter. So according to my Google search, I learned this, that the word Easter comes from a Germanic word, Ostern, which means east. The word can also mean dawn. And also, uh, one of the saints of our tradition, Venerable Bede, said that the word Easter comes from the goddess Astare, who is the goddess of spring. So really three different meanings of the word Easter there, but I think all of them capture the very essence of who Jesus is. The first definition of Easter as Ostern of the East. Now we know that the sun rises in the East and according to another Google search, so do the stars and the moon, that they rise in the East. And so this morning, when the sun rose, it rose in the east. And the expectation of the Christian people, based off of the scriptures and long tradition, is that when Jesus returns in glory to judge the living and the dead, he will come from the east. And so this has very much a root in who Jesus is. That as we think of the east, that we always think of Jesus. Now, In the song that we sang last night at the Easter Vigil that I sang last night is called The Exalted. At the end of The Exalted, there was this paragraph, and it was talking about the morning star. And of course, the sun is the morning star, because it's the star, the sun that rises, that gives way to morning. And the song said that the morning star may never set, that Jesus Christ is that morning star that never sets. And so Jesus is that morning star that he rose and he continues to be shining brightly for all of us. The second word meaning of Easter, dawn. This morning in our gospel, we heard that on the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning. That she came early in the morning. She came at dawn in order to visit the tomb to see Jesus who was no longer there. So she came at dawn, and this was the dawn of the resurrection, the dawn that would change every other day of our lives, the dawn that gives meaning to our very existence now, the dawn on which Jesus rises. And thirdly, we think of this goddess Astare, the goddess of the spring. And what does spring actually mean, or what does it signify to us? Now, a few weeks ago, we celebrated the first day of spring with much jubilation, 
because we thought that it would mean that the snow would be gone, that the temperatures would be a little warmer. But for people who have seasonal allergies, it also marks the time in which new life comes forth from the ground. That what had died in the autumn, the trees, the leaves falling from the trees, that now during the springtime they will bud forth with new life. And that's precisely what the resurrection is all about. That if spring is the signal of new life, the resurrection is new life. Because Jesus rose from the dead, that his lifeless body that was placed in the tomb for three days after that Good Friday, that as it was placed in the tomb, that it's animated with new life. That Jesus goes about walking and talking and eating and conversing with his disciples. This is the new life that Jesus lives, and it's also the promise for each and every one of us as well. In our Christian faith, there are many signs of new life that we receive all throughout our Christian journey. Last night, throughout the world, many people were immersed into the font of baptism, that as they were lowered into the water, they rose with Christ to new life, new life separated from sin, separated from the darkness of sin into the new life, the light of Christ. The Eucharist, another way, the Eucharist that we celebrate today is another way in which we receive new life. That every time that we come to the altar of the Lord, that it is new life that is given to us. In our first reading today, it talked about the disciples who were chosen to receive the appearance of the risen Jesus. And every time that we gather at this Sunday Eucharist, the risen Jesus who appeared to so many throughout the 40 days appears to us at the altar, appears to us risen from the dead under the appearance of bread and wine, but we know that it's been changed into his body and his blood. And so new life given to us by the very reception of the Lord who comes to us in Holy Communion, new life that changes how we live. There's new life that also comes forth through the sacrament of reconciliation, through the forgiveness of our sins, that when we were in a life of sin, that when we were enslaved to it, that reconciliation brings forth new life, a new freedom, detached from the chains of death and this new life that Jesus wishes to offer. If you come back next Sunday, you'll hear the gospel of Jesus appearing to Thomas, And in that gospel, too, Jesus commissions his disciples, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And so commissioning them in order to give new life to others. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, the resurrection is a symbol of signifying new life because of what it means. That Jesus, who is risen from the dead, defeated death, And as our second reading said, that we will come to share in that same glory, that we will one day receive that new life. And on Holy Saturday, it's believed that Jesus descended into the depths of the netherworld and there brought forth Adam and Eve and Abraham and Moses and all these Old Testament figures and brought them into the new life of the promised land of heaven. And so new life for us, that when death happens, that when we pass over from this life to a new life, life is not changed, it's not, life is not ended, it is changed. And so we have new life with God forever in the next. These meanings of the word Easter, 
east and dawn and the goddess Astare, the goddess of spring, all think, all I think, capture what this day is all about, that it truly is the resurrection. And what happens? So we take this name from the goddess Astare, the goddess of spring. What we hear today and what we believe is that our God, the God of Jesus Christ, is more powerful, that Jesus, who is God, is more powerful than death, and so replaces Astare and becomes the God that we worship because he is the God who gives us new life in so many ways. So in these days and weeks ahead, may you in some way experience that new life that Jesus promises to each and every one of us.